Welcome, everybody, in another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. We all enjoying your day, sweet, if not, what the fuck ever. So today I thought would be an interesting topic would be to discuss WWE Lost Media. Now, I will be going through the Lost Media wiki while I'll talk about some of these subjects. But to give the ground rules, I'm just going to be talking about Lost Media that's WWE only. No WCW, ECW stuff. Nothing from Japan or extremely old stuff like back before videos were being filmed and everything. So, just WWE stuff. Make sure that's known. Okay. So, I'm going to try to go through these in the order based on alphabetical, based on what's put in the Lost Media wiki in terms of wrestling. So, the first one I'm going to start talking about is the dark match Hell in a Cell match that happened in 2011. So, on September, September 26, 2011, John Cena defended his WWE Championship against Alberto Del Rio, CM Punk, Dolph Ziggler, and Jack Swagger in a 5 way Hell in a Cell match that happened in Kansas City, Missouri, being that this being the only instance in WWE history where a Hell in a Cell match happened untelevised because it happened after Raw went off the air. Now, this match only lasted five minutes. Of course, John Cena got the victory by pinning Jack Swagger. But when it comes to the availability of this, it's con- the status is listed as partially found because there have been... Brief clips that have been on WWE's official YouTube channel, and there is amateur footage from a fan cam that happened, as well as some photos. But in terms of a full match being courtesy of WWE, like their own production and everything, this has still been unreleased. Like I said, it's partially found because there have been some clips and everything and stuff from amateur footage. But in terms from WWE themselves, it has not been output out there completely. I personally would not care if this match ever got released or not because, I mean, it's a five-minute match. Yeah, it would be interesting to have every Hell in a Cell match be available, but for a match this brief, I'm not really all that hyped to really think about this one. Uh, Now, this one. I believe I've discussed this in the Braden Walker episode of the podcast, the Knock Knock promos. So we know Braden Walker was Chris Harris from TNA, Came to WWE and had just a disastrous run. An infamous segment where he introduced himself, two matches, and then he was gone. But the whole lost media regarding this was with that promo that he cut at the beginning, like introducing himself, they actually recorded multiple takes of this using his actual name of Chris Harris. But then finally when they decided to use the actual live footage for a segment, that's when they came up with the name Braden Walker. Now, it was not really known that this was even lost media until Armando Estrada talked about this on a podcast through an interview and revealed that, hey, there are multiple takes of this that never came to air. So this is technically completely lost media because no, nobody's ever released this footage of him going by his real name before they just said, hey, just call yourself Brandon Walker, pow. So, I, mean, I mean, it would be kind of interesting to see that come about, just be like, hey, Knock, knock. Chris Harris, I'm going to knock your brains out. That would be kind of funny. Now, this one is going to be very... This one, I still don't get why it's not around. This was from the November 1st, 2001 edition of SmackDown, the Bradshaw versus Christian European Championship match. Now, this whole thing was Bradshaw was the European champion going into the show, and he dropped the championship to Christian. However... Despite the fact that this is a title change that was taped for television, it never aired. I believe it's possible that maybe they had time constraints, because sometimes you have that happen where things get cut, 
You can't fit everything into a full show. But even to this day, over 20 years later, it's still never aired. Now, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, it does say that the title change match scheduled for the show never aired due to time constraints. However, it is still recognized as a title change, despite the fact that this footage still, to this day, never happened on air. So we got a title change that's still never around. And it's still, like I said, has not been presented on either Peacock or the WWE Network. So we got another piece of completely lost media. Uh, let's see. Oh, this one. Next up. The Bret Hart Hulk Hogan photo shoot. That happened back in 1993. So we remember 93 was when Hogan came back into the company. He had the whole thing with WrestleMania 9 where Hogan took the title off the newly crowned champion Yokozuna with an impromptu match. And then at SummerSlam, we were supposed to have seen Hulk Hogan versus Bret Hart where Hogan was supposed to drop the championship back to Bret on his way out of the company. However... Hogan refused to lose the title to Bret because he's saying, oh, you're not in my league, brother. So instead, he dropped the championship to Yokozuna, did house show stuff from that point on until his contract was gone, and this match never happened. But in the build, backstage, in the build to this pay-per-view match that before it was completely scrapped because Hogan didn't want to lay down for Bret, they actually did a photo shoot together with them to kind of playing tug-of-war with the belt back in the day. I mean, you could kind of remember how they did it with Ryback and Cena with the WWE title back in 2012 and the image of Punk back there, like, on the apron. Somewhat similar to that without the third man. But because this feud never happened, these photos never released to the public. So again, another piece of completely lost media. Now, this next one. This was lost for a, the longest time, but finally it has been found the Bret Hart versus Tom McGee match that was taped all the way back in 1986. So on October 7th, 1986, the WWF, before an episode of WWF Wrestling Challenge, taped a match in Rochester, New York, between Bret Hart and Tom McGee, a man who, after this match, when this match was highly praised, it looked like they were really going to get invested in McGee to be a potential top guy. However... Tom McGee was, like, a great athlete in terms of being able to do flips and shit, but in terms of in the ring, yeah, he fucking sucked balls. So, this footage actually went missing for the longest time, up until March of 2019, when it was discovered that the footage of this match was found in Bret Hart's personal library of tapes, and it was finally brought to the attention of WWE. In fact, on the Lost Media Wiki part, here's what it says on the recovery of the footage section. For years, Bret Hart vs. Tom McGee was considered a holy grail among professional wrestling tape collectors. Aside from the match's historic value, it's also one of the few matches that the WWF, now WWE, lacked any recordings on its tape library. On March 27, 2019, Mary Kate Anthony posted a tweet which contained a photo of the VHS tape titled 9-19-89, so September 19, 1989, Bret Hart vs. Tom McGee. Although it's weird that earlier on in the Post it talks about 1986, but I guess they might have the dates wrong and everything. Professional wrestler Tyson Kidd supported the legitimacy of Anthony's claim, stating that Hart had sent Anthony his tape collection so they could be converted to DVD, with Hart not requesting the return of the physical tapes. Despite this, some were convinced that this might not be the 1986 encounter, but instead another unaired match featuring the two on May 16, 1989. Which is said to be worse match quality because McGee was requested a direct match. That's a bad idea. 
the 19th of September 1989 date also made no sense as no TV taping was known to have occurred on that date. So it looks like, yeah, it was an error on the tape. WWE would request the tape from Anthony, with her agreeing to this upon receiving permission from Hart to do so. And then on May 13th, 2019, WWE aired a 30-minute documentary called Holy Grail, The Search for WWE's Most Infamous Lost Match. And of course, there's a whole thing. They interviewed Brett and McGee and finally gave the footage of this match that had gone missing for over 30 years. I mean, the match, yeah, was solid, but not anything to really really write home about. But, I mean, with Brett, you gotta give it to him. He can make just about any match look good. I mean, he's got that ability. I can give him that. Uh, let's see. What's the next one? I mean, they, I keep seeing ECW stuff. I'm not gonna cover theme songs or anything like that, because it's just a little weird. Oh, yes. This one I remember just seeing not too long ago. The Girls Gone Wild Life from Spring Break special where WWE did a crossover with the Girls Gone Wild Company back in 2003, and this has finally been found as of 2017. So the special had a troubled production from the beginning, as the initial plan to film it in Panama City Beach, Florida, was halted due to police threatening to arrest girls who showed too much skin in the filming of this special. You buzzkills. As such, the special was instead broadcasted live from South Padre Island, Texas. Special promotion, Diva... Uh, Diva Dawn Marie went wild on that night's episode of SmackDown flashing her breasts, scared to the television, to the crowd. And you all may remember it was because Sean O'Hare said, Hey, give in to temptation. I'm just playing devil's advocate. So that was what caused her to do that in storyline. Special received very poor reception from both Girls Gone Wild and WWE fans. Things of the former complained that despite carrying a TVMA rating, the event seemed very censored, as host Jonathan Coachman would offer and interrupt any scenario or game that got too sexual. The special did not did contain some partial nudity. However, fans of WWE complained none of the divas showed their breasts as advertised. Yeah, you gotta love that false advertising. So for many years, recaps of the special were available online, as well as HD footage of Don Marie flashing the crowd. But in terms of the overall special, it remained un completely unseen until it was finally found in 2017. I've seen this. It's not a spe good special, okay? It, it, it's just there. So don't you don't need to jizz in your pants looking for it, folks. I know, I kind of ruined it there. Uh, let's see any others throughout WWE history. Oh, here we go. The Johnny Gargano vs. Velveteen Dream 2019 match. Uh, lost footage to the alternative match finish to their professional wrestling match in 2019, with this being considered completely lost media. So on the 20, February 20th, 2019 episode of NXT, Johnny Gargano defended his NXT North American Championship against Predator, Velveteen Dream. Okay, I threw in the Predator part, but still. The match was filmed on January 31st and saw Dream win the title for the first time after performing the Purple Rainmaker to his opponent. The difference in dates... Between filming and taping prompted concerns over spoilers. So to throw fans bone, they filmed alternative finishes to make sure that fans couldn't predict how the ending was going to happen. So they filmed the, foot the footage of where Velveteen Dream won, but they also filmed one for where Gargano wins, and they later showed one where Gargano retained. So the footage of Velveteen Dream becoming NXT North American Champion by beating Johnny Gargano Still never been seen, and it's most likely not going to happen due to Velveteen Dream's status within the company and his old controversies. So, 
yeah, maybe there might be some footage or images somewhere, but in terms of the actual finish that was just mentioned, it has still not been seen to this very day. Now this next one, I've been waiting to discuss this again because this is one I've discussed in two videos now here over on YouTube. The Jake the Snake Roberts DDTing Hulk Hogan segment from 1986. So on December 10, 1986, down in Tucson, Arizona, Jake Roberts held a Snake Pit segment, which was his own talk show segment that happened on the Wrestling Classic, and brought in Hulk Hogan. And during the segment, Hogan was flexing his muscles, working out, in order to get hit the size of his muscles compared to Jake's python. But of course, during the segment itself, Jake got pissed off, threw powder in Hogan's face, and dropped him with the DDT. Now, due to the crowd reactions, the planned big feud that these two were going to have on television going forward was completely scrapped, and instead they had three, three house show matches. But in terms of the footage happening here, and the reason they completely scrapped the feud was because Jake was getting cheered. They didn't. They had to protect the Hulkster. So this footage never became publicly available. It was available in certain markets, but never released worldwide. And even still, after all of these years, almost 40 years later, this footage still has not seen the light of day. There have been some videos and everything that happened on nationwide television, like when Jake Roberts cut a promo hinting about Hulk Hogan back in January 1987. And there is also an interview here on YouTube if you look up jakeroberts.mpg with a space between Jake and Roberts. There is a promo that Jake cut on Hogan, which is absolutely phenomenal, in February of 1987 to hype up one of their house show matches. Now, there has been debates over the years if this footage ever aired or was cut from past episodes of uh, the Wrestling Challenge for Snake Pit segments. I've gone over these myself. There are a couple dates saying October 12, 1986 in Salisbury, Maryland, and November 23, 1986 from Lens Falls, New York. Neither of those two days fall between fall in terms of when the show was actually taped. Like I said, this was taped in Tucson, Arizona. Those are two different locations and different dates from what's been reported and actually known for when this whole thing was taped, so those two don't make sense. It's still debated on when this ever aired, but like I said, even almost 40 years later, the footage and even any screenshots of this segment still have not aired. And WWE, for whatever reason, even despite uploading episodes of Wrestling Challenge to both Peacock and the WWE Network, still have never shared this footage. Because if you look on the Wrestling Challenge for those episodes in 86, they're still just like what you got through the, the nationwide tapings and everything. So even still there, and even on their Hidden Gems section... This has still never come to pass as a light of day. Now the next one. This one is one I've heard people clamor about, and I would love to see this someday. Kurt Angle versus Owen Hart, which happened in 1999. On the May 10th, 1999, which was during taping of WWF Shotgun Saturday, before an episode, live episode of Raw, Kurt Angle and Owen Hart fought each other in a dark match. And this was right before like Angle was even able to debut on television as an in-ring guy, not counting his segment with Tyler Ali Singh. The match itself, there has been an image released by WWF showing that the match actually did happen back in May 1999, which was a couple weeks before Owen passed. However, this match still has not seen the light of day. It's completely lost media, just like we saw with some other things. A few have, it says, while Angle's dark matches were not intended to be televised, a few have been publicly released. However, no footage of his match with Hart is currently available online anywhere. Only one single photo has ever been released, which is Angle executing a power slam 
to Owen Hart. So I guess this counts as a... It's being described by the Pro Wrestling stories that it's another Holy Grail match, and that would be interesting. I mean, Owen versus Kurt, I would love to see that, but again, it is still lost media, and seeing WWE's relationship with Martha, Owen's widow, it's going to be very hard for this to ever be ever see the light of day unless there's some kind of working agreement to finally allow this to be released. I mean, she won't even let Owen into the Hall of Fame. So that's, yeah, rather sad. Uh, let me see. I'm seeing one about training sessions with Lita, but seeing how they're pre-WWE, I won't uh, discuss those. Oh, here we go. Here's one that I've heard about. Mark Jindrak in Evolution. So, when Evolution formed, we know that the finalized four-men group was Ric Flair, Triple H, Randy Orton, and Batista. However, during the vignettes, before they put Batista in the group, originally... There was Mark Jindrak. In fact, I believe they've done some documentaries showing with the footage of the entrance for the Titantron showing Mark Jindrak alongside Orton, Triple H, and Flair. However, when they redid the like redid the Titantrons a little bit, they completely cropped out Mark Jindrak from the group, therefore not making him a viable or even a proper member of the group. From what I've heard, the reason why they kept Mark Jindrak out was because he was pretty immature backstage and not being the best influence on Randy, so... They completely cut him from the group regardless. And plus, with, and even afterwards, Mark Jindrak never really went anywhere in his career. Like, does anybody remember anything else Mark Jindrak did in WWE? I mean, I can't think of anything. Uh, oh, now we got this. Something that was covered on Dark Side of the Ring. The Plane Ride from Hell Incident from 2002. So, the Plane Ride from Hell... We all know was an incident where WWE had a plane, a private jet, flying from the UK back to the US shortly after insurrection and before the May 6, 2002 episode of Raw, which was the first Raw and public WWE event that happened under the WWE banner. However, this airplane had an open bar there. You had a lot of incidents where wrestlers were on some kind of pills or drugs, drunk, Stuff like that. And because of that, it was absolute chaos on the plane. You had Mr. Perfect and Brock Lesnar wrestling around. Scott Hall being inappropriate while under the influence. Flair being inappropriate under the influence. Goldust being on the PA system and trying to serenade his ex-wife, Terry. X-Pac getting the Clippers to Michael P.S. Hayes' mullet. Plenty of things going on. And because of this, footage was never filmed for this. But there were photographs taken on this airplane from these incidents. However... Photos still, 20 plus years later, have never been released publicly for showing what exactly happened on the plane. There have been plenty of stories also discussed from wrestlers themselves outside of the Dark Side of the Ring episode documentary discussing this incident, but in terms of any photographic evidence of what took place, it has still never been released to this day and it's currently not known the status of what happened to the photos. Could the WWE have them in their vault? We never know. Now, Radio WWF. This is something that happened where WWE gave an alternative to anybody who cannot watch the, watch the pay-per-views. So instead, you had names like Real Monsoon and JR providing commentary in radio form to shows like SummerSlam, so on and so forth. The stuff that happened from 1993 to 1994, and, is, and periodically throughout the 90s and 2000s. And of course, the show was, the concept was canceled and eventually revived. Here's what it said, and it's, the status says partially found. Here's what it says for availability. 
Likely due to each version of the show proving unable to attract many stations to carry them, recordings of Radio WWF remain scarce. It is therefore coveted media among these seeking the alternative pay-per-view commentary. As well as the savage, there is a savage interview that happened on one of these shows. The savage interview transcript, transcript remains publicly accessible on archived MissElizabeth.com page, so anybody who wants to check that out, they can. On January 3rd, 2022, commentary of the 1998 Royal Rumble was uploaded to YouTube by a gentleman known as Rich Liptak. Then, a few weeks later, on January 28th, 2022, Ad Free Shows announced it had obtained a cassette tape consisting of 40 minutes of commentary from JR and Gorilla Monsoon doing Radio WWF commentary for Royal Rumble 1994, and it was part of their uh, it was released as part of their Patreon. Although it has since leaked onto YouTube. So, in terms of any Radio WWF content, it is very scarce. There is some content, but not a whole lot easily accessible here on the internet. Now, this next one. We've heard this one before. The original plan for the Bret Hart, The Best There Is, The Best There Was, and The Best There Ever will be DVD documentary was originally called Screwed, The Bret Hart Story. This being lost media completely. So what happened was there was a planned documentary film going on Bret Hart similar to what the WWE did with The Ultimate Warrior, which became the self-destruction of The Ultimate Warrior. And since Bret originally did not want to work with the company, they planned to run a smear campaign on Bret, completely burying him, like I said, in similar to The Ultimate Warrior DVD. However, since Bret decided to then work with the company, be on better terms with them, and eventually get into the Hall of Fame and everything... The plan for the screwed Bret Hart story documentary was completely scrapped. Any recorded media has been completely lost to this very day, and instead they changed it to the positive documentary that we have to this day. But like I said, any footage that was filmed for interviews for the original documentary are completely lost and have never seen the light of day to this very day. There are interviews from Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, and Jerry Lawler, but like I said, they're nowhere to be found due to the scrapping of the original documentary plans. Now, this one is an odd one. I could not find this either myself. A WWE web show that happened in 2006 called Sex University, hosted by the former on-screen porn star character Val Venus. This being also considered completely lost, uh, lost media. Well, it's around 2006-2007. In 2007, wrestling company WWE launched WWE Broadband on their website, a way to stream videos through WWE's website that hosted exclusive content such as the web series Sex University, also sometimes known as Valvina's Sex University or Sex U. Uh, let's see, any other information? Uh, there's In terms of the availability part, it says there is very little available information on the episodes and no screenshots or any short clips have been found as of yet. The only existing link is to it is in the Wayback Machine archive, which cannot play the video. While likely WWE has access to the web series, it, they are extremely unlikely to release it. And of course, it's expected because of WWE being a PG company. Now, it says under the removal section, the reason for removal or when exactly it was removed has never been confirmed. The last date for the archived webpage for the, for the episode that featured Viscera goes up to March 2008, likely the time when it was removed. Because, of course, months later, that's when WWE also became PG. It contradicts a 2007 forum post by somebody named Rock Chisler, which alleges that all the videos from Sex U were sometime in the year 2000, except for the Maria, uh, Maria episode. 
However, this form also contradicts the fact that the other Maria video was up until December 29, 2008. So there, basically the reason for its removal and everything is just not known. I mean, again, maybe they started to get rid of the stuff because they were transi transitioning to a PG product later on in the year. But again, no known reason for getting rid of the content is personally or completely known publicly. And absolutely nothing from the, sh the show has ever been released anywhere. Uh, let's see, we got a bunch of WCW stuff. Oh, more WWE stuff. Let me cover two more before I get into the other shows. Now, we also got one that's going to be permanently lost, thankfully, which is Owen Hart's footage from him falling to his death in 1999. We all remember at Over the Edge, the Blue Blazer gimmick, which is what Owen Hart was going under, was going to go against the Godfather for the Intercontinental Championship on pay-per-view. And during a pre-taped segment, Owen was trying to descend from the Raptors through a harness to try to have a bit of a comedic entrance. However... During the descent, his harness got released early, and he fell almost 70 feet into the ring. There's been debates on whether he had a ring post, top turnbuckle, or just ropes. Bounced back into the ring and caused internal bleeding to the point where his life cannot be saved. And unfortunately, this was also caused friction between Martha and WWE. And to this day, footage and of this whole segment or incident has never been released anywhere, thankfully. There are some photos that have been around online showing the aftermath of only being in the ring and being attended to by by emergency personnel but the footage has never been released and to make sure people understand there there have been fake videos posted on youtube saying like oh here's one falling but instead it's like the scaffold that video if you guys have seen it that's not Owen hearts falling to his death footage that's when new jack threw vic rhymes off the scaffold and xvw through tables around 2000 2001 Please don't get that confused being, thinking that's the Owen Hart footage. That's completely fake. And then there's the other one that's also lost permanently, which is the Draws Paralysis Incident. So, on an episode of SmackDown, that was supposed to be taped on an episode of SmackDown in 1999, Draws was going one-on-one against D'Lo Brown. However, during the match, uh, D'Lo was trying to go for a running set-out power mom, which was a signature move of his. Due to miscommunications, like in terms of being able to set Draws up for the move properly... The move ended up getting botched, and Draws got dropped on his head and neck, completely breaking his neck, and sending, pretty much forcing him to be a quadriplegic to this very day, ending his WWE in-ring career. Footage of this has never been released. There are some footage, some images that have been taken and posted online, but in terms of footage of the incident, it has never been released. The only bit of footage that has ever been used by WWE from this incident was during those Do Not Try This At Home segments where you see somebody getting raised up in the ring on a on a stretcher. That's from the aftermath from when Draws was being taken away by personnel. But in terms of overall footage, this has never been ever seen the light of day. And according to former personality Kevin Kelly, he says both this and the Owen Hart footage are in the archives of WWE's like Video Vault, but they are given specific instructions saying never to be viewed, duplicated, or destroyed. So thankfully, these two incidents will never see a light of day, and hopefully no sick person out there is hoping to see this footage for either incident, because who's going to want to see that, honestly? Uh, now we got WWE, back to the regular stuff. Uh, according to this, there's a show called WWE 24-7, which is like an Indian show. Uh, it's known as WWE 24-7, otherwise known as WWE Sunday Damal. I, I probably mess up the pronunciation there. I apologize. I'm not 
Indian, so I don't have the pronunciation stuff done right, but it was a professional wrestling show, wrestling compilation show, which was produced by WWE and broadcast on JetX India from May 2007, starting there, in an attempt to access India's children's television mir- television market. So, it seems a little bit like they're trying to go for a G-rated show, kind of like what we see with Saturday Morning Slam here in the U.S., but due to the obscurity of this show and its very short run, no footage or screenshots of this show is pub- currently publicly accessible. There have been few press releases released to confirm the show's existence, but in terms of any media showing what the show is about or anything of that sort, it has never been released to the public ever. So, something very short-lived. Uh, we got a professional wrestling game to talk about as well. WWE Brawl, which is a canceled fighting game based on professional wrestling that was meant to be around 2012. A logo has been released, but in terms of anything involving this game, it has been completely lost. So the concept was it was a canceled platform fighting game based on professional wrestling organization WWE. It was developed by Plutung Entertainment, and it was said to be published by THQ for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 and Wii before being canceled in 2012, around six months to a year before it was expected to be completed. Now, the reason for its cancellation is listed on the website, or the Lost Media Wiki, saying, Despite setbacks concerning the narrative and development issues that prevented the game from being released in 2012, development of the game began to make a significant progress. By 2012, it was estimated that only another six year, six months to a year of development would be needed so the game could be released in 2013, and it was also showcased at the WWE Global Business Partners Summit in 2011, where it was reported by GameSpot that a Wii version was also in development. Unfortunately, it was suddenly canceled in 2012, and according to WWE.com, a multitude of factors caused this cancellation, including poor timing, global economic issues, and the intense difficulty provided producing the game that may have outweighed the benefits. So more negative than positive. Nevertheless, while this version of the game was cancelled, WWE may have plans for a future game under the WWE Brawl title as, it was success- as they successfully followed a trademark for it in August 2021. Now when it comes to the availability, like I said, this is lost media, but they say it is notable for having a large number of concept art Gameplay screenshots and videos have been publicly accessible since 2016. There have been trailer for everything going on, but in terms of any accessible builds to try to play on or try to dissect, there has been absolutely nothing released to this day. But if you go on the Lost Media Wiki, there are some screenshots and concept art, but in terms of anything legitimate, in terms of like actual footage and gameplay and everything that you can play yourself, there's nothing. The outside of anything that you can find on YouTube for stuff like that is completely inaccessible. Uh, now there's one that I never realized was a thing was that for the original Xbox, there was going to be a port of the WWE racing game Crush Hour, or should I say vehicular combat game. This is completely lost media, and this was supposed to have been around in 2002. So we all know, a lot of us have played this game. I think it's one of the only WWE games I don't have a physical copy of, but it was a Vehicular combat game developed by Pacific Coast Power and Light, published by THQ in March 2003 for PlayStation 2 and GameCube. This game was pretty much compared to Twisted Metal and had the WWE license. Now, originally there was going to be an Xbox port announced that it was announced that it was being in development, but it was ultimately canceled. Uh, let's see. 
Now it says here, later on in the background section of this website, aside from the E3 2002 announcement, little is known about the Xbox port development. By February 2003, it was reported by GameSpot that a newer build of WWE Crush Hour was showcased at a THQ press event, where it was announced it would only be released for the PlayStation 2 and GameCube. So it is still completely unknown to this day why this port of the game was completely cancelled. In terms of availability, there are no builds, screenshots, or footage of the Xbox port to ever be publicly released. Which, I mean, it's kind of a shame. I probably would have played the same anyway, just with different bun layouts that you needed to have go along. And, like, some people... And according here, it also says the lack of information about the port led to some questioning the legitimacy of this port ever being announced. But the THQ announcement fully confirms that there was a port for the Xbox in development... But still to this day, absolutely no playable port, footage, or screenshots is available for this version of the game whatsoever. Now we got another one I'm sure people have seen uh, trailers going on about. WWE SmackDown vs. Raw Online, which was set around 2010-2011. There have been trailers released for this and a logo for the game. But this was a canceled PC free-to-play professional wrestling game developed by Vertigo Games planned to be published by THQ for Windows only. If it only. If it had been released, it would have been the first online PC game to be released under the WWE brand, so it would have been like a new concept there. Uh, this game, according to its cancellation, it says, on February 2nd, 2011, THQ announced its fiscal 2011 third quarter results. I think they probably mean 2010 here. As part of the accounting changes, it was announced that the game, again, renamed WWE Online, was to be canceled alongside Company of Heroes Online. This was the result of THQ reevaluating its strategy of releasing primarily Western content to Asian markets as part of its free-to-play online game push. As a result of the cancellation, THQ lost almost $10 million. Now, because the game was canceled, there has been absolutely no builds released of this game to customers and still not accessible publicly online. But there are some trailers to show what the game most likely would have looked like. But like I said, any any playable builds, completely lost. So this is, again, completely lost media. Now we got WrestleMania 36. Remember, this was when uh, the pandemic was going on in 2020. And because of this, there were alternative finishes to professional wrestling matches that happened for this show. Kind of similar to what we saw and heard about with the Johnny Gargano and Velveteen Dream match. However, any of these alternative match finishes to any of the matches that were filmed for the show have never been publicly released, and because there was no live crowd in attendance, no fans were there in attendance to be able to spoil what some of these alternative finishes for these matches were whatsoever. No footage has been ever been released by WWE, no photos or anything like that. All you have is what we got in terms of the finalized WrestleMania 36 show. Now we got WWF Attitude. Turns out there was actually a recap show that happened from 2001 to 2002, a show that I've never even personally been able to find. Now, WWF Attitude was a recap professional wrestling show, which was broadcasted on the WB Wonder Plus Station Group from September 2001 to May 2002. So it kind of sounds like a successor to what Superstars was when it got can't when it ended in 2000 August 2001. Uh, it says here. The show proved relatively obscure for a WWF program. On August 27, 2001, it was reported that the company would launch a syndicated series called WWF Attitude, not to be confused with a video game, to be broadcast on primetime on the WB channels. According to a press release, it was custom-developed 
So the original matches with their own in-studio commentary could be broadcast primarily to smaller towns that generally lacked access to the WWF other shows. The first episode was set to air on September 8th, 2001. However, the plans for original programming appeared to be to have been scrapped by the time the show started airing. According to recollections from viewers for, of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, the show is merely a recap of a professional wrestling show similar to Livewire, with both being hosted by Chris Leary, who came to the company after the invasion, around the time the invasion storyline began with the company. The show continued into May 2002, but proved unpopular based on comments from the 20th of May 2002 edition of Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Same issue was also reported that the program was removed, was to be renamed WWE Bottom Line, which aired from May 2002 to September 2005 here in the U.S., and it still airs on its own internationally. Now, when it comes to the availability, this is listed as partially found. Now, it says here in availability, likely because of WWF attitudes on popularity as a recap show and its general obscurity due to being aired in smaller towns, media relating to it, it's scarce. For a while, the only indications of its existence includes a, include a press release announcing its creation, a few mentions in Wrestling Observer Newsletter, and from online discussion by wrestling fans. However, footage of an introduction from the show was uploaded by Chris Leary on July 29, 2010 as part of a retro demo reel for his work in the 1990s, confirming that he was, in fact, the host of the show. And it says here on, on the Lost Media wiki page, there's only like 20 seconds of footage, so hardly anything from the show has ever come to light today. I don't see this ever becoming like a public show unless WWE wants to put everything out there because when you got a show this obscure, they probably don't really have any focus on it. I mean, kind of probably like uploading WWE Saturday Morning Slam in HD quality. Stuff like that. Uh, oh, well, this one, I, no, I was going to talk about the WWF Backlash game that was rumored, but it's completely proven to be fake. Uh, oh, here's one. WWF Excess. Now, this I have seen. I found a torrent of it on XWT. And this is counted as partially found because the show itself was like, went a few hours. Again, it happened, I think it debuted right after Superstars ended. This was kind of like a talk show segment which featured Jonathan Coachman and personalities like Terry Runnels and some other on-screen wrestlers. Now, come on. Recap shows that happened that week and have their own personalized media there. Now, when it comes to the availability of this, uh, whereas successor program WWE Confidential is available on the network, no clips of WWF Excess are currently available on the platform like Peacock or the WWE Network. This, when combined with general unpopularity, has led to much of the show becoming lost media. There have been some clips online, and like I said, there has been a big torrent on Extreme Wrestling Torrents that has been uploaded, but not every episode is available, whether it be on video sharing websites or even on the torrent itself. So there are still many episodes that are missing to this day, but a good amount of it still has been recovered. Uh, let's see. Oh, in your house, eight. Beware a dog. This is the infamous one. This be counting, being counted as partially found. So in your house, beware of dog happened on May 26, 1996. This show was infamous for having serious technical difficulties due to a thunderstorm causing power outage when the show was being broadcast live to the point where. Certain matches were recorded completely in the dark. I believe they had like two matches that ever happened that saw the daylight, and any matches that were filmed in the dark had to be redone for what was declared to be in, in your house, beware of dog, too. 
when it comes to the availability of these matches that happen in the dark, unfortunately, like, there have been some brief clips that were aired on television, but in terms of photos and full recordings of these matches that happen in the dark, they have never been publicly released by WWE, and most likely won't, because who's going to want to mat- wanna wa- try to watch a match that nobody can ever see? Like I said, there had been the original footage of the live pay-per-view feed happening, but in terms of the footage of the matches that have not been seen, it has still not been publicly accessible to this very day. Okay, now we got four more pieces of media to cover for this episode. WWF Livewire, which is kind of partially found. So, this was a professional wrestling recap show and talk show, which happened in WWE Studios. You have the likes of there, like of Jim Ross, Sonny, sometimes Vince Russo, and others. This show aired from 1996 to 2001 on the USA Network and later to TNN. This was a weekly show that started around, like I said, 96, 97. And you would have fans that would call in, kind of like interact with the show and everything, help continue storylines. And the show was later discontinued in August of 2001. Now, this show was counted as partially found because a lot of episodes are still missing to this day. And it says here, back in February of 2021, eight episodes from 1996 were uploaded to YouTube. However, uh, I am seeing that, according to the Lost Media page, the eight videos that were probably being mentioned on here are on a channel that no longer exists. I've seen torrents, and I'm trying to keep track of everything that I can to this day. Uh, it also says a further seven were known episodes were known to have been uploaded based on a playlist, but have since become unavailable. The 1997-2001 recap version of Livewire is mostly missing, although the December 19, 1998 episode, as well as a few segments, have since publicly resurfaced. So, bits and pieces have been recovered as time goes on in some scarce episodes, but a lot of episodes from Livewire are still missing to this very day. And probably because the show was not really in demand compared to shows like Raw or SmackDown. Now we got WWF No Mercy. This was supposed to have been a game also released on the Game Boy Color, but was later canceled in 2000. So, this was... it's easily declared to be one of the greatest wrestling video games of all time. Now, when it comes to this game, it was considered one of the greatest games of all time. However, it was also meant to have an alternative version on the Game Boy Color. This version, however, was canceled after after a troubled development history with changes to the game's developer. There was actually two versions of the game developed by two different developers, with neither of them surviving. Though, they had a Game Boy Color version because they were going to have it interact with the Nintendo 64 through the transfer pack. If anybody remembers the transfer pack, you probably best remember it for having on being on the back of the controller and being interactive like with games like Pokemon Stadium and or Transfer Pokemon. That's what was supposed to have featured on here as well for the Game Boy Color port with the Nintendo 64 port as well for No Mercy. So according to here with the interactivity, it was planned to have compatibility with the Game Boy Color version of as an unused championship path. So there were going to be unlockables based on if you had the Game Boy Color version of this game being connected to the Nintendo 64 version of the game as well. So if you beat this game championship mode, it allows you to transfer your character, your creative wrestler from your Game Boy Color version of the game to the Nintendo 64 version. So transferring as well. But of course, since the game got canceled, absolutely nothing from the Game Boy Color port in terms of any development or anything in terms of screenshots or footage has ever been publicly available and it's kind of a shame i would like to see like how this would have gone i mean yeah the game the portable versions of wwe games like on the game boy and game boy color were pretty bad but i mean to see a version of this 
for like the, one of the greatest wrestling games of all time. This got intrigued to it. Uh, now we got WF Shotgun, aka Shotgun Saturday Night, which has now been re- been listed as fully found as of November 27, 2022. So, in January of 1997, the WWF debuted a syndicated wrestling show known as WWF Shotgun Saturday Night. The matches that happened in obscure locations like nightclubs, malls, subways, stuff like that. By February, due to creative decisions by Vince and Vince McMahon and Vince Russo, they decided to make the show a mid-card show. It's kind of a C-show and everything. So, wrestlers that weren't used on Raw could get exposure in television time. Eventually, they did away with... The different locations decided, hey, we're just going to have it happen in a ring. So they really changed the format out of nowhere. I mean, it was kind of like similar to, they say, similar to WF Wrestling Challenge, and that's understandable. Uh, let's see. By August of 1997, it was shortened being from Shotgun Challenge to Shotgun, just overall Shotgun. They changed the logo to the Scratch logo and stuff like that. When it comes to the status of all this, the season. This is talk, this is trying to cover from uh, July to December of 1997. Most of those episodes have been found. There have been monthly compilations being uploaded to websites like YouTube and everything, and these are been reviewed by WWE manually, so WWE approves of them and being monetized on WWE's behalf. However, there are still four episodes that are being considered lost. There have been some matches, but in terms of overall shows, December, September 6th. As well as December 6, 13, and 20 episodes, those four episodes in 97 are still missing to this day. So they're still almost fully found for this. And now the last piece, which was finally found, WWF Experience. This happened in all the way back in on August 24, 1996 in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. This was finally found on October 25, 2017, which was a... Kind of like an online pay-per-view. I know WCW kind of delved into that market, but was never broadcasted on television. And back then, this was when the internet internet was still new and not easily accessible to everybody. It would have taken a long time to download the show because of size and slow dial-up internet and all that fun stuff. Uh, When it comes to the availability, on October 25th, 2017, the event was uploaded to YouTube by a channel known as The Wrestling Collector, marking the first time that has been publicly seen since 1996. The footage has since been taken off YouTube due to the the YouTube channel being taken out for copyright claims. However, a mirror of the video has since been uploaded to archive.org. The card is available as well on Lost Media Wiki page. And yeah, if you also go on the Lost Media Wiki page, you'll get a direct link that has been embedded from the Archive website to finally show the footage of the show if you'd like to see it for yourself. So yeah, that is a lot of content just on WWE's side in terms of Lost Media. Let me know what you all thought in the comment section below. Which piece of Lost Media, whether it be partially lost or completely lost media, would you ever really get the most intrigue about seeing someday? I mean, for me, I still would like to see that Jake Roberts Hulk Hogan segment. Like I said, I made two videos on this, but I'm sure there are other pieces of WWE lost media that other people have more interest in. So let me know in the comment section below, which lost media from WWE side would you hope to see be released someday? I mean, anything could be happening, uploaded to Peacock or the WWE Network, the hidden gem section, but we never know. 
So anyway, let me know your thoughts in the comment section below. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please remember, leave a like, subscribe with the bell turned on if you're listening to this on YouTube, or follow if you're listening to this episode on any other service that this podcast is available on. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.